Okay, let's get into this year's Chayesara, Tosh and Ayin Gimel, as we get into the beginning of the Parsha and the first Rashi on the first Pasuk. A lot of uh, important inyanim that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, a lot of smaller points. Sometimes we have larger ma'arachot, larger uh, putting together a few ideas. And tonight we have a number of uh, smaller ideas putting them together. Okay, let's start with the beginning. These are the lies of Sarah. Every word, every phrase in this in this pasuk is is uh, keyed in upon by Chazal. It seems to be extra. It says Chayei Sarah, Shnei Chayei Sarah, two times. What's the Shnei Chayei Sarah? I've already said Chayei Sarah. We discussed that a couple of years ago in the name of Ksava Kabbalah. But the major extra phrase that Chazal pick up on is the way the years of Sarah's life are portrayed. Mea Shana, Ve'esrim Shana, Ve'sheva Shanim. Just say 127. No, it says 100 years and 20 years and 7 years. Mea Shana, Ve'esrim Shana, Ve'sheva Shanim. Says Rashi, Lakach Nechtaf Shana B'Kol Klal V'Klal. Why does it say Shana by each and every Klal? Lomar Lecha, Shekol Echa Nidrash La'atzmo, to teach me that each one is Nidrash by itself. There's a message here. Of a hundred, of twenty, and of seven. Bas kuf ke bas chaf Sarah at a hundred was like at twenty regarding chatayim. Instead of being like a hundred year old, she was like a twenty year old. Ma bas chaf lochata shahare ena bas onshin. Just like if a bas chaf doesn't sin, is not punished on their sins. Min hashemayim shahare ena bas onshin. Al bas kuf lochet. So she was like that at twenty. Absolutely considered as if she was twenty. And twenty, it was as if she was seven. So both of these are discussed by the Mafarshim. We're not going to discuss the second phrase, and that is, isn't a twenty year old more beautiful than a seven year old? Unless you say in like those days they got married at three. So, you know, a seven year old maybe was in the in the prime of her of her life. But we're not going to discuss that one. But we're going to discuss the first phrase. The first one. A hundred, she was like twenty. Says Rav Zevin in La Torah Moadim. Yes, Rashi already says twenty is Einabas Ochin Alpi Dine Shamayim. But if we think about an average one hundred year old lady and an average twenty year old girl or young lady, which one brings to mind to us more possibilities of being Chote? Generally, in a hundred-year-old lady, we don't think of violating anything. And yet the Torah tells us, oh, when she was hundred, she was at like she was like twenty regarding chet. She was like twenty. No, the hundred-year-old doesn't do any chatoim. The twenty-year-old is much more shy to to be in the world of chatoim. Ask Reb Zevin, Lechora Hayamatim Yoser Lomer Baschof Kebaskuf Lechet Shari Baschof Alu Lachto Yosemi Big Baskuf. Yes, Rashi quotes Chazal in terms of, of Bas Onshin for Shamayim. But Rav Zevin is going up Ipshuto of the Chazal. In our younger years, which much more prone to make mistakes, which much more prone, there's much more of a taiva for all different types of, of Yetzirahs. Why is that? Why, what is Chazal trying to tell us? Says Rav Zevin, again, it's a little unlike we would normally think. Siman, says Rav Zevin, 
שלא תמיד הזקנה משמשת סמל לצדקוס, ולא תמיד הנוער משמש סמל לרע. Not always does zikna, does the state that one is in when they're elderly mean that there is perfect righteousness there? And not always does youthfulness mean there's something negative and evil. And Rav Zevin says, because we have to realize the hidden message for us is that in our younger years we have to realize our potential and we have to prepare for our older years in that nothing is automatic. Zakein pirusho. Chazal tell us in Meseches Kiddushin. What does the word zakein come from? Zekana chachma. Zakein. Says of Zevin, where's the chachma from the word zakein? Zakein doesn't mean zekana chachma. All zakein means is zekana. You've been coded something in your life. A person is elderly. They've had life experiences. There's something that they've been coded. Halavai, it should be Zekhar HaChachma. Halavai. But it's not something that's automatic. And we, as we look ahead to our future decades and years, we have to be prepared. And we have to do our best to be in the state of Zakein, Ein Zakein Elamisha Kanachachma. And not to be someone else, as we'll see in a minute. Zakein Pirusho Zekhar HaChachma. Avo Be'etzem, Bemila Zakein Yishrak Zekhara. Amazing. The Gemara says Zekhar HaChachma. But we don't pick up on the fact that Chachma is not in the word Zakein. It's just Zekana. Because that's really what it means. That's what's automatic. You've had something in your life when a person gets older. Zekana, Velo Chachma. Zakein zehu, sheyeshlo nisayon rav b'chayim. A Zakein means he's had a lot of life experiences. He's been through a lot, he or she. V'chol ma'sha'avar alav, nishtaresh b'hem b'kana osam. And whatever that they have passed through, whatever life experiences, they have been acquired that. They, all of us, are shaped by every experience that we go through. In every environment that we have found ourselves. If we think back to our, our, young, our, our elementary school years, and our high school years, and our, and, our, and our yeshiva years, and our seminary years, or whatever it is, and then we think back to our... Married with little kids, and then married with teenagers. You think back to, to marrying what? Every stage shaped me, says Rav Zevin. But how does it shape? Masha'in kainat sa'ir. The sa'ir, the sa'ir doesn't have life experiences yet. When we're young and we go through an experience, it, doesn't, it won't stay as much. We don't look back on all the all the decades. It's much easier to start again. When somebody's older and more set in their ways, set in their habits, it's much harder to change. Much harder to, to grow as we have been set. So zikna, you've been kona something, but it's up to us to be kona the right, the right elements. Hazakin shall Torah? We know a zakein can be known as something that is inappropriate or waste of many years. That's what the Mishnah says at the end of Shas. There's a kingdom of the Ame Haaretz called The more years they have, the more time they're wasting. And it's just building up. And that's why the Navi says, 
There are some times that we'll have to look to the younger generation. He continues. And he says, on the flip side, though sometimes we think that our years of youth are years without experience and without proper wisdom, sometimes we can learn from our youth. And we can learn from those who are younger. And if one has a bar mitzvah boy that is beyond his years, so it's possible to learn from them as well. Because Zikna and Noar aren't always, the Zaken is the Mishakana Chachma and the Noar is this. Sometimes, like Sarah Imenu, Baskuf, Kabaschaf, says Rav Zevin, that's the message. The message is we have to look at our younger years and the younger years of our children as years of potential and they can accomplish a tremendous amount even though they are young in years. And we have to look at our older years that nothing's automatic. And it's only if we prepare ourselves and we fill ourselves with the Chachma, the Chachma Torah, the proper Chachma Sachayim, then we could reach the stage and the age and the status to receive the title of Zakein this parsha teaches us So it's just to tell us to always look at our lives and always try to get the potential out of every stage of our life. That's the first element of the first passage. Let's go to the second pasuk. Second pasuk. Of course, Shabbat Chevron. Everyone's in in, in Chevron. Sarah dies in Kiryas Arba Chevron. Be'eretz Kinaan. All the different names of the city. We discussed a couple of years ago the Klayakar, who discusses all the names of Chevron. Avram comes He comes to be maspid her. We'll get back to that and to cry for her. So she dies in Kiryas, in Kiryat Arba. We know, how did Sarah die? According to Chazal, we didn't know she was sick in the previous parsha. All we had was the Akedah, and then it says that Rivka was born. And then what happens? Sarah dies. Torah is silent. We don't know a word about why Sarah died. But Chazal, of course, tell us that it was none other than the Satan. Rashi says, Nismacha misa Through the Bisora, through the announcement, through whoever told her about the Akeda, her son was Kimat killed, her son that she didn't have for many, many years, ninety years. With Kimat Shalom Nishchat, Parcha Nishmasi Men of Amesa. Her Nishamal that she died. So one ha'ar that we mentioned in past years and one new. In past years, Rashi isn't quoted, but according to other Midrash, it was the Satan. The Satan came along and, and relayed the news to, to Sarah. And the question is asked by many of the Bali Musar, the Satan usually isn't interested in killing people. That's not his main job. Yes, Chazal say, who Satan, who it's all the same force. But usually we, we associate the Satan with distancing us from God, causing us to sin, you know, doing things that cause us to get tripped up in our Avodah Hashem. So why would the Satan go tell Sarah did he want her to die? Is that was that the was that his ultimate plan? So some of the Bali Musar say no, it was deeper than that. The Satan knew that the Akedah would stand us in good stead for the rest of history. 
The Akedah, that's we daven every day, every slichus, every... We always daven for the Akedah. It's such a monumental, we laid it on Rosh Hashanah. So he knew that. So he tried his best that the Akedah shouldn't happen. He tried, he dressed up like fire and water, all these things. But Avram did it. So now he says to himself, okay, what, what choice do I have? There's only one choice I have left. Is there any way that I could get Avraham to regret doing the Akedah? That's the only thing I have left, says the Satan. Because if somebody is Toa al mitzvah shalahem, if somebody regrets doing a mitzvah, any mitzvah, somebody regrets, some of the mitzvahs are hard. If somebody regrets, you know, going to a shear, if somebody regrets making aliyah, if somebody regrets any mitzvah, we have to say, we don't get the full credit for it. So the Satan said, we have to, the Satan said to himself, if I get Sarah, maybe Avram will regret it. You know, if I wouldn't have, maybe my wife would have lived longer, maybe there would have been another test, whatever. That was his last hope. So maybe that's why he did it. She was just collateral damage to the Satan, but really the ultimate purpose was to get to Avraham. But he did not succeed, and Avraham went full speed ahead in terms of building the Jewish nation. Okay, that was, I think I mentioned in past years. But we have another idea. The Gemara, did, the Rashi didn't say the Satan. It was some mevaser, it was some announcer that told Sarah that what happened? Your son was taken up on the Akedah and he was wrapped up and the knife was put up and then Amal Hashem came down and he was saved and he wasn't killed. Says of Yerucham. You know what we learned from this Rashi? Two of Yerucham's tonight. Says of Yerucham, we learn how careful we must be in how we express anything to our fellow man. How, what order, what words we use. If this Mavaser, says Rav Yerucham, would have formulated the news a little differently, if he would have come right away and said, everything is fine, everything is wonderful and amazing, your, your, your son Yitzchak is doing great. Where is Yitzchak? That's also a mystery, right? We don't have him to the end of the parsha. He's not at his mother's leviah, and he doesn't find a wife for himself. Also a great mystery. So what does the Magister say? Where do all good Genesis personalities disappear to? Yeshiva of Sheva Ever. Wonderful. That's where he went after the Akedah. But either way, it says, so he's not here. So it says Rabbi Rucham, if the Mavaser, if the, the one who, who had the news would have expressed it to Sarah a little differently... It could be that history would have been different. Says Rav Yerucham, line three, Mikan Yishlobot Inyan Zihiris Bitvar, and we realize how careful we have to be about other people's feelings and other people's reactions. Vitsumas Lev Lazulas, Lachim Beliros Hesanolat. Here he says, Shliach Zebolavasa Lazaraki Yislach Nishar Bachayim. This Shliach was coming, okay, not going with the Satan approach, is that going to tell Sarah what happened? Her son is still alive. Ulusayim, right? To, just to contrast it. What did they tell Yaakov Avinu? When they came back to Yaakov, they walked into the house. Yosef's alive! Stop screaming! Okay, yeah, he, was, he was shocked. But you have good news here right away. You have bad news. You see, you, you build up to it. You, you say the good news first. He went through the whole story. Let me tell you what happened, Sarah. You, you know, God told your, your husband to kill your son. Let me just tell you what happened. You know, he's to get off. Well, what's the what's the last chapter? Oh yeah, by the way, he didn't kill him in the end. 
כמעט שלא נשחט. It was almost, the knife was in the air. רצלום השם הוא אתס קודם לקח. So the Magid Levaser Tov, he came Latov, he came to tell her good news. And if he would have been mocked him earlier and say he's fine, it would have been okay. But what did he do? He wasn't sensitive enough. And he didn't realize the outcome and the reaction. Elashu be easy, he rusov, easy must libo. Hikdim barav, eicher, bebsarasatov. He delayed. Uberega haragadam. And of course it was too late. This is in an extreme fashion. Extreme fashion. But we have to realize, on a less extreme fashion, says Rav Yeruchim, V'zu ha'ara no'ra'a v'limud rav la'adam. Leos ar v'zahir. We have to be so careful and so astute. Tichin ma'isim b'chol yom. It happens every day. And you know what I'll add? It's not only what we say, but we do, what we don't say. If we're getting home late, and our parents and our spouses don't know where we are, and we don't call, and they're expecting, and we're worried, and they're worried. Whatever it is, that's our responsibility. That's pain that we are causing by calling or by not calling, as a child, or as a parent, or as a spouse. It's our responsibility to be thoughtful and think, is my mother, is my father, is my son, is my daughter, is my spouse at home worrying where I am? That's our responsibility. How careful we must be. That means not only thinking about ourselves. That means if I'm involved in something, I have to be focused on somebody else at that time and do my best to get the word out. Everybody soon should have all their phone lines back and electricity back as ASA so everybody could, we could call each other. And sometimes we tell people things and we don't end up, you know, until the end. We have to be so vigilant to roa es hanolad, to realize the importance of what we say and what we don't say. And make sure that everybody else's feelings are on our radar and we're focusing on them and not just focusing on ourselves. Okay, once we're on the topic of Pusik Beis. I happen to see this Derech Agav. It's a thought about Hespedim. I guess you could give it in Parshas Chayasara or Parshas Vayati. It's a Medrash. It's a Medrash Tanchuma quoted by the Benoras Hamar, one of the uh, Maria Buhav, the time of the Beis Yosef. And I gave it to you also, quoted, the Chavetz Chaim quotes it in the Sefer Torah Sabayis, in the name of the Medrash Tanchuma, in the name of the Baal Samar, in the name of the Medrash Tanchuma. But it's a Medrash. The whole chapter in the Torah Sabayis, the Perak Zion, Torah Sabayis is a little safer, I quoted it once during the summer, also, um, is a whole safer of the Chavetz Chaim all about Talmud Torah and the importance of Talmud Torah and the centrality in our lives that Talmud Torah has to have. So Perak Zion there, the one message that the Chavetz Chaim tries to get across is everybody has to have something, some part of Torah that they know by heart. A couple of Mishnayis, a daf of Gemara, even if it's Whatever it is, so that when you're somewhere and you can't, you don't have any svarim, you're walking down the street, and I'm stuck on a bus, and so there's always something I know that I can just always. I'm sitting at a meal. The Chavetz Chaim says it's always good to know something by heart, so that we can always say it. We can use every moment of our, pre, of our, of every precious moment of our lives. So related to that, he says, look in the footnotes in the name of the Medrash. This is a, an amazing Medrash. Medrash says, "Vizelashono." I don't know when this took place, but it's a it's a story. 
Vizelashono, source number three. Maisa Bachasid Echad, Shahayim is Chasid Bamakam Echad. It's at least 500 years old, though. Right? The times of the Beis Yosef, that's when this is from. There was a, a tremendous Chasid. His special connection in Torah was Mesechus Chagiga. He loved Mesechus Chagiga. That was his Mesechta. He went over and over and over again until he learned it extremely well. Knew it by heart. Knew it. Not just by heart. He knew every little element. He didn't know any other Mesechta. I don't know, like he knew Chagiga, or really? This is what he spent his time on. He spent his entire life Mesechus Chagiga. He lived alone. And when he was nifted, there was nobody in his house. Nobody in his house. Nobody even knew that he died. They knew he lived alone. But all of a sudden, they hear screaming. They hear screaming from the house. The woman is actually like, please, could somebody help me out with this? With this kfura, with this hesped, such a righteous man, could please? Oh, I didn't know he was married. I didn't know there was a he had a, he had somebody taking care of him. She kept screaming and screaming and crying until many people came. Please take care of this man. Please help. He's going to be. He's he's he's. Nobody's taking care of him. Shizek Kibdani Koyomov. Because he, he, he gave me so much respect during his life. He, he, he didn't let me be forgotten. And all the women came and they started wailing and the, and the instruments and the men came. They're like, wow, such a, such a man. He, he was so, so machabe. This, this woman must be covered gadol. So they were machabe and covered gadol. And that woman was crying hysterically. Finally, afterwards, during the funeral, during, towards the end, they said, what's your name? You know this man. My name's Chagiga. Interesting name. Right after the Leviah, the woman disappears. And they realized that that was somehow a concretization of the spirituality, the essence of Mesechus Chagiga. He gave me so much covid, I need to come back to him. As a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned in the Dafyomi on the Zion Cheshvan was Ramir Lublinus, Ramir Shapiro's yard site. And at his hesped, after that, he was only alive for the first seam of Dafyomi. But he died between the first and the second. And all that made him spoke about how he was Mechaya, so many Mesechdes. And now that he was Nifter, Nifter all the Mesechdes are coming out to greet him. Krisus and Arachin and all the Mesechdes that nobody ever learned before the Dafyomi. It's a Torah Chayim. We make a Kenyan a Mesechda. Obviously, it's not a person, Chas Shalom. But it, it's alive. Torah is alive. And this Mesechta made sure, made sure that this man got his due. 
Imagine this man. Imagine any Torah that we learn. It's alive and it protects us and it helps us. So once we're talking about Hespedim, thought I'd mention this this medrash. Again, you could, one could take it as the the message as they wish, but the essence of Talmud Torah, the em- emphasis, the importance of devoting ourselves to Talmud Torah. <coughs> okay, two medrashim in a row. Let's continue for a minute. Perach of the next parak. After we have the whole story of Ephron and Avraham. Ephron, interestingly, first offers it, and of course, at the end, takes a lot of money. He is the example given in Chazal of Emor Harbei Vaasei Maat Zeo Ephron Achiti. He said a lot, and he did very little, very little. So Perach of after Avraham finds and buries Sarah, the Avraham Zakein Baba Yamim. Avraham is old, Ba Bayamim, coming in days, Ba Bayamim. Hard phrase to translate. And Hashem blessed Avram with everything. Everything, he had everything. It's amazing. His wife had died. He has no... His, his, he, has an, he has an older uh, single son, but he has everything. What Bakol means. But let's focus on the first half. What does Babayamim mean? Says the Medrash. Beginning of source number four. Amr Rabbi Acha. Adam Shehu Bizikna. Some people have zikna, but they don't have days. Some have yamim, the ain't a zikna. Avakan, zikna keneged yamim, the yamim keneged zikna. Avram had zakain, the Avram zakain, and baba yamim. What's the Medjus trying to tell us? Avram had both zikna and yamim. And some people only have one, some people only have the other. What's the, what's the message? So in the Pnini HaTorah, safer from the Rav from, from Beersheba, he quotes the following, the following mashal for the Medrash, and then we'll understand what the Medrash is trying to tell us. This is given in uh, various svar. Line 5. It's a man that went to a very distant city. Very distant city. And he came to a place. And everybody there was Yerei Shemayim. Tremendously servants of God. He went all the way around, went all around the city to see the city, and he happened to pass by the cemetery also, the Beis Akvaris. Went to the shuls, went to the cemeteries. Sometimes when we're Beis Akvaris, we read the Matzevis. We read the we read the, the gravestones. We read who it is. Interesting, interesting elements. He noticed a very strange thing about all these gravestones. It was written the age. Usually, we just have the Yom Yard site. Sometimes they put no one. But here was just the age. How old? How many years? How old? Ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Nobody lived more than 40. More than 40. He says, what kind of city is this? It's like the opposite of the city in the Gemara where nobody died. Nobody lived over 40. What kind of, what kind of town is this? I saw old people here. What, nobody as of yet 
have lived. These are the only Zakadim. Nobody before them lived, lived long. I saw Zakadim in the city. So he runs back to the city and he asks the elders of the city. I don't understand. In your, in your base Akvaras, nobody's over 40. And you're, you're Baba Yamim. So, says the head of the Hever Kadisha to him. Dalacha, line 15. Kiminag Mekomenu Mimekedem. The Minog of our town. Lershom ala matsevos rakachayim haruchaniyim. Shachayadam apreha We only record the years that they were, we were servants of God. The heim azmanim shenitzalot on the Torah of the mitzvahs. We write on the, on the, on the, on the kever the amount of time that we served the Kaddish Baruch Because after all, what are we here for? To be Abde Hashem. How many years are we Abde Hashem? This one was 10 years, this one was 30 years, this one was 40 years. You know what we do in our town? We record what we did every day. And we record what we wasted every day. And we add it up. And at the time, we, keep, we each keep a notebook. We add up the hours and the days and the months and the years. Right? You don't do gross, you do net. We do net years. Right? The pravi, the positive, the, the, where, we, where we eternalized ourselves. If I was wasting this year, so then what, what's the purpose? That, that it's gone. It's not here anymore. So I'm going to write that in the cover. What would I do that year? The Zohar tells us that every day of our lives, we're, we're writing a book. Every day of our lives is another page in our book. Another page. We have to fill up as many pages as we can with positive ideas, with learning, with chesed, with mitzvos, with doing something for Klal Yisrael. He continues. That's the story. Now we go back to the Pasuk. He was zakin. He was physically old. But he came with all his days. All his days, it was full. There was no difference between net and gross in Avram Avinu. From the moment that he recognized God, whether it was three or 52 or whatever, 40, right all the time, Shatim of the Rishonim, that was it. It was Baba Yamim. Avram Birech has Avram Bakol, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him Bakol. That's that's how we have to try to live our lives. And he quotes then in the continuation now, the Pnei Torah, Ha'olam Domer Lepruzdar. This life, we have to remember, is, oh, is a Pruzdar, it's a hallway. This is all a hallway. We all call Adam Tzarek We push ourselves and we have to put on the right makeup. We have to look beautiful before we get to the ballroom. But all of life is a hallway. We're getting ready. We're getting dressed. Says the Chafetz Chaim. He gave a mashal. Right, the famous story of the Chafetz Chaim is the guy passing through. I'm also passing through. But says the Chafetz Chaim, there was an usher that wanted to build a huge, beautiful house. And he's telling the architect what he wants. 
His bin Ashir Adri Kokadeshi is going to his Bli his Beso. And the Ashir says to the architect, he says, Biikara Salon Shi Godovanoach, Ulan Birtsoni Shigala Prusdurla Salon. I want a gorgeous living room. But make a beautiful hallway to get there too. Make a beautiful, gorgeous hallway to get to the living room, please. So he started measuring the area and the this and the that. He does all of the measurements. And he came back to the Palabayas and he says, Dalacha, there's, I don't really have enough room to make a huge living room and a huge hallway. Which, which, one, is, which one is more important to you? Which one do you want? I, I can't do both. I'll give you an Eitzah, says the Adriko, says the architect. Most people want the bigger living room and the smaller hallway. But, you know, you do what you want. But that's just, I'm just, just a little advice. Make a big ballroom and a small hallway. Spend more money on the ballroom. Because, you know, it's going to be really weird if people think you have a gorgeous hallway and a tiny little decrepit living room. You know, that would just be strange and unusual and people would laugh at you. So just stick to the ballroom. And don't spend so much on the hallway. Says the Chavetz Chaim, how much do we spend on the hallway? And how much do we spend on the ballroom? We're here. This is all the hallway. We're getting dressed. What are we? Are we building for the ballroom now, or are we spending for the hallway? We're making beautiful things in the hallway. All the gashmi, all the physical. It's all the hallway. It's all just means before we get there. Obviously, Hashem wants us to have a nice hallway. Hashem wants us to have fun in the hallway. Hashem wants us to be happy. If there was Hashem besimcha, right? That's what we're supposed to enjoy ourselves. But, says the Chavetz Chaim, there's a limit. He says, if we focus so much on this, what's around us, and we're so marukaz, we're so focused and concentrating on our physical elements, which we saw last week, could disappear, could be destroyed. We see. There's nothing... Nothing, there's nothing in the hallway that lives forever. There's nothing. Says, says the Chafetz Chaim, that's what we have to realize. We have to realize that it's all the hallway. We have to be Baba Yamim. We have to go to the ballroom with so much preparation. Baba Yamim, so much Chesed, so much Torah, so much with us. And in that way, we can be ready for the dance, for the big dance. The big dance, the wedding in the, in the hallway. And at the end, he quotes the story. I think I've quoted this before. Amazing story. That in the in the um, the Chavetz Chaim Yeshiv in Raden, Reb Naftali Truk, the Granat, Granat is one safer route. Reb Naftali Truk, he was a Rebbe there, and towards the end of his life, they wanted uh, he was sick and they wanted to do something to uh, right Lurafur Shlema. So what do they do? So you can either you know give stock up for Lurafur Shlema, or somebody can learn or say to hell Lurafur Shlema. They had a they had a different idea. They said you know let's each give some of our lives. Let's donate to the to the, to the Granat. He's like, he's the Rebbe, the Rosh Yeshiva. So they're going around taking a list. This one person says, I'll give an hour. I'll give a week, an hour. They go to the Chavetz Chaim, Rebbe. You know, how much, how much should we put you down for? Chavetz Chaim thinks about it a little bit. Thanks. Put me down for a minute. A minute? That, that's all you're giving? You're just giving a minute? Chavetz Chaim says, do you realize what a minute is? Do you realize the godless of a minute? Do you realize what you're going to accomplish in a minute? Gemara says, In a minute, says the Chavaz Chaim, I'll give a minute. Because the Chavaz Chaim was much of a minute, but we're much of 10 years. That's the Chavaz Chaim. I'll give him a minute. Because this is all a prusdar. 
This is all a hallway. And we have to be Baba Yamin. We have to do what we can to go with as many days as we can. I'm not suggesting that we do that mantrash, but uh, that is the, uh, that's the message. Okay. We continue now. Chavdala Yudbeis. Very interesting. After Shlishi. So what happens? The Evet comes and he brings the Gamalim. He comes to Charon. Pazag Yudbeis. Vayomar. Hashem Adoni Abraham Hakre Please, God, give me a sign. Help me out today, please. I'm going to the well. There are a lot of girls there. Please, let the right girl start a conversation with me and do chesed with me. You know, please help it work out. Okay, this is Eliezer talking, making a deal with God. This is Eliezer. What's the first word in the Pasuk? Vayomar. As we know, the Bali Kriya out there, this is one of the few times in the Torah, not too many times, that we have a shalshalas. On the word vayomar, as he's starting to talk. And however one says a shalshalas, depending on where one learned to lane and where one's grandparents came from, it's something, some type of three. Right? However one does it, it's something of three. Like a shalshalas is a chain. So it's three. Says the Binyin Shlomo, Rabbi Shlomo Mivilna, in the back of his Shuvas, he has about, actually mine is in the front, he has about ten pages on Chumash. A couple of pages on Chumash. So there, he talks about this Shalshelas. Source number six, the Binyin Shlomo. V'nokar al-tevas v'yomar Shalshelas. V'nero li'atam, why? Tam e'amikra, go back to the days of Ezra, thousands of years. The Talmim teach us something, they give us messages. So why is this a Shalshelas? So in last week, we also had a Shalshelas. Right? Well, Lot didn't want to leave. So we say the message there was that he was like delaying. Vayismamah, he was delaying. So what's the message of this Vayomar? Says the Binyan Shlomo, it's a remez. Let's see what he says. The Gemara says, Emeseches Tainis on Davdalid, the Shlosha Sha'alu Shalokahogan. There were three people in history that made requests of God and they were somewhat inappropriate requests. <laughs> it was kind of like, Asking God something and daring him and not giving him a choice. So it was three inappropriate requests. But two of them, Hashem gave positive answers back. And one of them not. Anyway, who are these people? Who are the three people who made requests of Hashem that were somewhat inappropriate? Number one right here. Eliezer, Evan Avraham. Eliezer, Evan Avraham. What's he doing? God, you do this for me? And what if Hashem didn't want to listen? Number two, Shaul ben Kish. Shaul ben Kish. Right? Whoever kills Goliath could have win my daughter's hand in marriage. How did he know who would kill Goliath? Maybe a mamzer would kill Goliath. Maybe a... Whoever it was. Why was he, how was he promising? He has no idea who's going to kill Goliath. Second request. The Yiftach Hagiladi. So we know the tragic story of Yiftach. If Hashem, you help me win, whatever comes out of my door first, I'm given as a carbon. And he thought it might be an animal. It ended up being his daughter. Did he actually kill her? Did he, she go in hiding the rest of her life? My focus we shown him. Either way, that's the Gemara. Venerally says the Gemara. Says uh, the Vinyan Shlomo. How did Shaul and Yiftach, who was a Shofet, how did they have the gall? How, what was their precedent? What was the precedent for them to make such a request? Where did Shaul get it from? Such an idea. You know where they got it from? 
They got it from Eliezer. They learned from Eliezer. Mikomakom, he, Eliezer asked inappropriately. But he got Rifka in the end. Hey, if it worked for, for Eliezer, it'll work for me too. Just parenthetically, says the Binyan Shlomo, so why, why did it only work for Shaul and for Eliezer and not for Yiftach? So he says, I, I heard also B'Shem of Shach, he says because when it comes to Shiduchim, everything's from Hashem. So by Eliezer and by Shaul, that was about marriage. The Gemara says that 40 days before a baby is uh, Yitzhira Sablan, before fertilization, a Bosco goes out, this man is going to marry this woman. And everything in, in Shiduchim and Zivugim, that's all Siyat HaDashmaya. We have to do our Ishtablis, obviously. But there's so much Siyat HaDashmaya there. So what did they do? Hashem, please help me out here. It was about Shiduchim, so then it's okay. It wasn't great. It was Shaloka Hogan, but Hashem gave you a proper answer. Because you know what? I am involved in this. Yiftach had nothing to do with that. If you help me win the war, I'll give you a carbon. Nothing to do with marriage. So that's why parenthetically he says why Yiftach was not answered appropriately. <coughs> Skip down to the next uh, column. Skip to the next column. Vizel de Omar Osahochachta. This is what even Eliezer meant by saying, if you do this for me and if if this chesed, osa, that one you have proven is the one. What does that mean? You're proving that that's the one that was already nigzer already 40 years before conception. Don't do with marriage. It's just to do with a nether that he's going to do. He should have done it. It was too dangerous. It was too risky. He shouldn't have, he shouldn't have done it. Says the B'nai Shlomo, what does this have to do with us? Vayomar. Three people in history. Three people that are doing this. There are two that are following him. The Tamshel Shalshel as Yadua, the Tzarqwa Hamshech as Ateva Ule Shalshel Gimel Pa'amim, Fukate Laremes, to be Marami, there are three people. He's the first. Right? You start off the first one, the Balkori should think about Eliezer, the second one about Shaul, the third one about Yiftach, and to realize the differences, but that's a Shalshelis. That's the message of the triple. The triple idea right here. Okay. you got to start uh, moving a little bit. Back to the Rishonim. We've been in much of the Achronim tonight. Let's go back to the Rishonim. A Yisod Gadol. Says the Pasuk in the continuation. A couple of Sukkim later. Eliezer makes this request from Hashem. Fa'ihi hu terem kilolu daber. V'hinei refko yotzeis ashiyodol abisua ben milka v'chulu. Question number one. What's the who? Right before, even before he finished talking, Rivka's coming out. Vayehi who terem kilaladaber. What's that who doing there? Question one. Question two. And this is asked by many, including Rabbeinu Bachai, on our Pasuk. If you look through the entire chapter, the large chapter of Perech Avdalad, in, in our uh, Parsha, this chapter which has 67 psukim, Right, Chazal already picked up on that, as Bezram will get to soon. Throughout, at the beginning of the story, Eliezer, whose name is never mentioned in the text, never says Eliezer, he is called Eved. Eved Avraham, Vayomer Avraham El Avdo. Vayomer Elav HaEved. Vayomer Elav Avraham Bechulu, and he continues. Vayosem HaEved Es Yado. Vayikach HaEved Asor Gamalim. Vayelach Aram Narayim. Vayavach Aram Bechulu Bechulu Vayomer, and he continues. And he's called Eved, 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 Eved. 
And she finishes, and finally, it's switched. Now he's an ish. And he continues, He switched. He used to be an Evan. Now he's an ish. But then, Vayomar, and then he starts the conversation, Evan Avraham Anochi. I'm an Evan. And my master told me, da 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 And then it continues. And then at the end of the story, again, he's back to and being an Evan. He's back to being an Evan. Vayotze ha'evet le'chasef, vayitim l'rifka, vayokhlo, after the deal was made. He's an Evan, and the Chulu, the story continues. So the question is, when is he an Evan? When is he an Ish? What's the switching? Says Rabbeinu Bachai. First we'll answer question one, then we'll answer question two. Yesh liz bo name betosef milas hu. Rabbeinu Bachai is an underused resource, in my opinion. A lot of it is based on the Ramban, but he is underused. He is, uh, he is a, really amazing. Yesh liz bo name betosef milas hu. What's the extra word hu? Vayi hu teran kilo v'daber. Ki hayakasev ra'ui lomar vayi kechalos v'daber. When he finished talking. Avo milas hu... You know what the who stands for? And you have this in a number of places in the Torah. It says, Rabbeinu Bachai. Who is stuck in there? It's referring to capital H. It's a Kaddish Baruch getting involved. Vayihi who? Terem kilo ladaber. There's a recognition that Hashem is involved. V'chein who asanu v'lo anachnu. As we say. He, who? Hashem is the who. V'evad alevi who? V'nir maz balashen who? Kihaya imo siyua elokim bishlichas ahu al yidei hamalach sheispala olav Abraham. Who means that Eliezer the Eved was not alone? Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Hashem shliach his malach was with him. Who yishlach malach ulefanecha? Avram said at the beginning of the story, Hashem the who the ultimate who capital He will send the malach to help you. The Ramas lacha kasuv ki amalach kadam lefanav. And that is why it switches from Evan, 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 Evan. Well, actually, I'm jumping, I'm jumping uh, ahead. First he says, who? And that's a, a reference to the Malach. But then he says, so what switches then? Once the who is there, he's still an Evan. But the Ish is a reference to the Malach that's with him. I'm on the seventh line. From the moment that Eliezer realizes that Hashem is with him, it switches from Eved to Ish. And then he's an ish. Why? Because it's referring to the ish that's with him. The ish Gabriel. It was originally an eved, and now he is an ish. It switched because of the malach, the royal hey, the royal who. Once there was the Gemar Hashlichus, once the deal was done, the Ish, the Malach leaves, that's why he's an Evid again. He's left to be an Evid again. He's back. There's only one that doesn't fit into this. There's only one. When Lavan and Besuel say to Rivka, you really want to go with this guy? They say to him, Hatelchi im ha'ish hazeh, 
At that time, it's already done. They should say Ebed. What do you mean, Atelchi im ha'ish hazeh? This man. Ebed hazeh. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, no. Eino divrei Torah. That's not the Torah talking. Rak divrei achav ima. That's Lavan and Besul talking. So they're not going to call him an Ebed. Velo yitachin lahem lomar. You want to go with this Ebed? No. It's Bizayan. So they say, do you want to go with this Ish? Because that's them talking. That's not the Torah talking. Rav Kuberman, in the next source, picks up on this Rabbeinu Bachai and emphasizes it. This is an amazing ha'ara that Rabbeinu Bachai tells us. Rav Kuberman expands upon it. To put it into English, this is in Hebrew, there's a, just about this last point. There's a difference in the Torah between narration and conversation. Much of the Torah is narration. But sometimes there's also conversation. And there's a difference between the two. And the Torah will be true to the conversation. And they won't change it. Because it'll be, it'll be the conversation between two different people. That is why. That's Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. It should be Eved at this stage. But what? It's not Eved. It is Eved. But Lavan and Besul are talking. So that's why they say Ish. Look at Rav Kuberman for a minute. In source number eight. Skip the first part. Because there he has a different shot. He says the at the end. Go to source. I'm sorry. Source nine for a minute. Source nine for a minute. He named a pasuk samach aleph lo shayach hezber shel dibur yashir lefim. I'm sorry. Did I skip it? I skip it. It's towards the end of the yeah. So it's it's the it's it's in eight. Line fourteen. Lashon hatelchiyam ishazeh who machshevu meishiv ki eno divrei torah divrei achay aveima vechulu zel yisod hadibur hayashir ba torah. Sometimes the Torah is narration. Most of the Torah is narration. But when it's conversation, it's true to the conversation. And that's what we learn from that little point of Rabbi Bachai, just the Yisod, about reading the Torah. There's conversation and there's narration. Important ha'ara. But either way, we have Rabbeinu Bachai, why there's Ish and why there's Evan, and what about the who? Rav Kuberman, along the way, though, quoted the more popular, another popular pshat of the Ish and the who and the Eved, and that is whenever the Eved, whenever Eliezer is doing something purely out of Avraham's command, he's doing exactly what he was told to do, following orders, he's Eved. When he starts with his own creativity, when he starts with his own plans, trying to do something on his own, then he's ish. Same idea. The first whole half until he gets there, he's an Eved. The second that he comes up with his plan and the plan is carried through, he's an ish. On the way back again, he's an Eved. So similar idea, two ideas for the ish versus the Eved. Good, moving right along. Small thought th- from the Rebbe Reb Heschel. Rebbe Reb Heschel was a Rebbe of the Shach and the Taz. Source number 10. question is, in Parach of Dalit, Pasuk Gimel, similar to what we asked last week. Last week we, we mentioned that Yitzchak wasn't afraid of the Macheles, just Pashit phrases that were left out of the, out of the, uh, out of the Pasuk. So here too, we have, a, we have another simple question. Says the Pasuk, Parach of Dalit, Pasuk Tezvav. Pasuk says that, I'm sorry, Chav Dalit, yeah. Vayusam, Vayusam Lefanav Lecho, and, I'm sorry, I'm going to get to that, that question a little later on. I jumped ahead. This Hanukkah Satora says, They give him food to eat. 
No, I'm not eating until I have spoken my my word. They say, okay, speak. I'm Evid Abraham. Ask the Rebbe Reb Heschel. They know who he is already. They sit down. Rivka already introduced him. They know exactly who this is. Right? They know what it is. So it says it sounds it's like it's a very choppy conversation. It says by us on the they give him food. No, I'm not eating until I speak. Okay, speak. I'm Evan Abraham. Like, what's the give and take? What's the give and take? Not a hundred percent clear. Says the Chanukah Satorah. The Chazal that explain why there are 67 Sukkim in Parachav Dalin. We know. Why is there so much time spent on this story? The whole story takes place and we have it double. Because Eliezer tells over the whole story. After it already took place. We know it's double. So why the emphasis? Chazal tell us the Avde Avos. The Sichas Chulin of the Avde Avos is sanctified even more than the Divrei Torah of the Banu. That's what Chazal tell us what this whole story is about. Says the Rebbe Reb Hashal in a, again, a drush. He says, I think that's what's being alluded to in this. line 7. of When he was given food, Eliezer says, No, I gotta tell you, I have to tell you why I'm here. I gotta get down to business. They say to him, as a fake, Laban was the best charlatan in the Torah. Right? He was the conniver. You know, later from Yaakov, he pretends to be a tzaddik. What does he say? Come on, give me a dvar Torah. Give me a vart. Why do you want to just get down to business already? So they say, Talk to Torah. Obviously, this is put into the text. No, Eved Avraham Anochi. So this has the status of Divrei Torah anyway. Yafe Avde Sichas Chulin Shel Avde Avos Yoser Midivik Dusha Shel Shel Habanim. Okay, just a little thought from Rabbi Apeshel to get him in into the Shia. Okay, two more ideas. One more halachic, one more hashkafic. Says the Yam Simcha. This is the question I was alluding to before when I got ahead of myself. Perachaf Dalat Pasuk Nun Gimel. All the way at the end of the story. Chamishi. Eliezer took out silver and gold and clothing, and he gave it to Rivka. Umigdanos and the delicacies, he gave to her brother, Laban, and to her mother. They say, Chazal already died. Good. Question Why didn't he give Rivka the Migdanos also? He gave, it sounds like there was specifics. He gave the Evet, he gave the Rivka, Klechesev, Klezav, Ubagadim, Umigdanos, Nasalachiolima, as if there's a, there's a separation. Why didn't he just give everything to Rivka? The gifts were for Rivka. And yet the Torah seems to say, and there's an Asnachta in the middle, as we spoke about last week. There's a separation. So why does the gold and the silver and the Bugadim go to Rivka and Dafka, not the Migdanos, as if the Migdanos he did not give? Says the Yam Simcha, Al Pi Halacha, Al Pi Halacha, two ideas. What are Migdanos? As we know, I translated it as delicacies, because Rashi, Migdanos says, food. Shehebi Momine Peros Shel Eretz Yisrael. He brought fruit of the Holy Land. Peros Shel Eretz Yisrael. 
Ask the Yam Simcha. Is one allowed to bring fruit of Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laaretz? Is one allowed to do that? Shulchan Aruch says, not allowed to export. Has Kedusha. Kedusha is Paris Eretz Yisrael. But Nifzak B'Shulchan Aruch Oshem Mishpat to Asur Lahotzi Paris Eretz Yisrael. So what is it? Vitirates, quoting, he says, you know what it must be? Eliezer didn't mean to bring it. He was going to eat it on the way before he got to the border. But he had Kvisas Aderach. Chazal tell us. He went, there was nobody on the roads. But there was Kvisas Aderach, as Rashi says later on in Pasuk Samachvav. So he didn't have a chance. So he has them here. And then he quotes, Avram Avinu is Mekayim Kala Tarakula, Ad Nitna, and obviously the, the Avadim kept it. So he says, Umishem Hachi, towards the end of the first column, Lo Ratza Eliezer Lahachshelas Rivka Bachilas Perishyas Amerit Yisrael. He didn't want to give her these fruit that were brought out, Lamaisa Be'iser. There's Eretz Yisrael, enjoy Eretz Yisrael. Mashekin, the brother, Rivka was going to become an Ima, an Ima Shalam Yisrael. She was about to become Jewish. Whatever status she had up till then. But they know that's where I'm established. I've somebody know. There's nothing wrong with the others of her family taking part. But one idea, again, assuming Kimavas called Tarakula Achalonitna, that they kept the entire Torah, that's a thought that he says. The other answer he gives, we're not going to read it inside, is related to the fact maybe it was her wedding day, so therefore, in terms of the eating on her wedding day, okay, little drush that he says. Let's get to the last thought from Yavirach. That's the Rabbi Yeruchim where Rabbi Yeruchim talks very personally. Very personally. Going back to an earlier passage, I wanted to end with this. Chav Dalet, Chav Zayin. Vayomer. When Eliezer comes and starts talking to them. Baruch Hashem Elokei Adoni Avraham Asher lo azav chasdo ba'amitomi yim Adoni. Blessed is God. Blessed is Hashem. That did not leave his servant. But Anochi Baderech Nochani Hashem Beit Achei Adoni. On the derech Hashem led me. Beit Achei Adoni. Anochi baderech Nochani Hashem. Says Rabbi Yeruchim, these are four words that all of us has to say and try to feel as much as we can each day of our life. Anochi baderech Nochani Hashem. Meaning what? Hashem is holding our hand. Hashem takes us through life. Be your Nachani Hashem who Kiilu Akadish Baruchu Achazehu Bimoyado Vinagu Bukhala Derech Mehakala Hasam. We're ever on a tour, ever going and doing a TO and we feel like we're lost? We need the tour guide, because without the tour guide, we're not we're not going anywhere, we're going in circles. Anochi Baderach Nachani Hashem. Adam Hasam Archosav, Umabit Bain Pukucha, Kaltsa Adav. If we open our eyes and we think about our life, and it's much easier in hindsight. Then in present sight, he ne yivakach veyirabemo enav. He will see eich sheman higemoso kal midra kafraglo. He will see that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is with him and is guiding him. And many times we don't realize this until many years later. Ani hagever shachadi chodjemei noga. I personally says of Yeruchim, who we know, World War Two and Shanghai. Shachadi choshach beinoga. How many times was I in the dark? Bidrachim misukanim leikotim ubarkanim on dangerous paths filled with thorns. Bishamara isi ashkachasu yisbarach. I saw God with every step. Again, Rachmanul Itzlan. Sometimes there are tragedies. 
Doesn't mean a Kodesh Baruch Hu wasn't there. But that's the derech that he decided. Like we take our little child and we walk him across the street, that's what Hashem does to us every single day of our lives. It happened to me. I'll give an example, says Rabbi Yerochem. He said there was a city that was about 25 kilometers outside of Kelm. When I was learning there, I never traveled on Erev Shabbos. Gemara talks about taking long distances on Erev Shabbos, traveling. You know, so I never traveled on Erev Shabbos. Because I made it my business. One time I really, you know, I had to. And I went home on Erev Shabbos. When I traveled from Kelm, where I was learning, I left very early with plenty of time. You know how many things happened on the way to me? This happened and that happened. I got a broken uh, horse and a this and a that and I tried. To the Ra, because I was always macabre, says Rabbi Yerucham, not to travel long distances on Fridays. So even though I left early, I felt that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling me something. This is someone who realized HaKadosh Baruch Hu was always with him and taking him. But he says on the other side, Zecharani on the next paragraph, I was left in Lita. I had to travel to Poland. And because there was tremendous there was tremendous pressure between the two countries. And he says, he came to a city and somebody asked me, oh, it was out of the blue. Where are you going? Danzig, okay, come in. I have to go there. Out of the blue. He helped me travel. It's like by Yosef, the Ish. The Ish on the Derech. He took me. He was Masader everything. Hashem was holding my hand, says of Yerucham, in so many areas of my life. You know what I said to myself? Those four words. And Rabbi Yerucham is telling us that that's the attitude we have to try to have all times of our life. Many times, we sometimes there are moments of inspiration in our life where we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. And we feel Him walking with us, carrying with us. Sometimes it's at a tremendous time of simcha, sometimes it's at a, t- a tremendous time of tzara. But even at the day-in, day-out times, we have to realize, Mamash ketinok halochim oso biyad umanhigim oso biyadati vadai. I knew, just like Eliezer knew, that's what we have to feel. That's what we have to make sure we put into our lives. Okay, Be'ez Hashem, we shall be zolcha to that. And um, we will continue Be'ez Hashem next week.